Welcome to the Live Right Now podcast with author, speaker, and chef Wendell Fowler and me, the official ringer of the Fiber Bell, producer Alan. This is where food and faith come together in a recipe for mindful living as we talk about how we can live right now. Always setting the mood, buddy. How are you, brother? I'm good. How are you, Chef Wendell? Hey, great. Just got back from vacation. And yeah, you were out in Vermont. Yes, sir. Went to New England. And yeah. Yeah. So, so, so how was the trip? Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, took the doggies, which is pr- pretty good. Sandy and I went together and we, we hadn't had a vacation together in a really long time. So we, we packed up the doggies and left our cares at home and hit the open highway because it's been probably 15 years since we've been, you know, we've hit the highway like wow. that. And, you know, you got to get out and clear the cobwebs out once in a while and hit the open road and smell the fresh air. Even if there's a little manure in the air, us city folks go, oh, that smells so good because it means we're out in the puck. Fresh the country, country air. And, That's and, right, by golly. And now we're back for another episode of Live Right Now podcast. And what is Live Right Now podcast now again? What is, what is it we're doing here? Well, you know, you can find it on you know, <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Apple Stitcher. Pod- and, you know, Stitcher. Everywhere you find, find podcasts. Every place, yes, every place. That's why I tell everybody we're not hard to find. So, we're back again, and another episode. It's, sometimes they're a little few and far between, but we're we're getting better. We're getting better, yeah, on the rhythm. We're, I had to go on vacation on. for a while. And, well, yeah, I mean, if you you know wouldn't go away and you know, I know, I know, spread your message to the people in Vermont. But I had to do it, man. You know, <laughs> but you know what this what this is all about. This time you go on vacations all the time. You and Laura go on vacations all the time. You know, you went just came to Florida, but you flew right. Yeah, we, well, we did some flying, we did some driving. Some yeah. yeah, so oh, you had the best of both worlds. You had airport food and road food. <laughs> uh, and, oh, and that's what we're here to talk about today. That's right. How to eat while you're traveling. So yeah. why, why don't you set this up for us? Okay. Well, you know, we like I said, we got on the road, we hit it, and we just had a great time, and we just longed to see nature. Because when I'm a city boy, you know, I've lived in Boston, Indianapolis, always down the city. So when I see the horizon, and I can actually see the sun set on the horizon, or some fluffy Simpson-esque type of clouds floating <laughs> the air in, through the air and the beautiful blue sky, it just it just soothes my soul. I don't know what it is. I actually didn't mind driving 12 hours in one day. Actually, I was kind of like, hey, this is kind of cool. But anyway. It's also a crazy place out there, but you know, it's an adventure to be traveling on the open road. You know, the, the breathtaking beauty of America kind of makes my soul smile as I cruise down the highway and we drive into what seems like 360 degree postcards of, of peacefully grazing livestock, uh, unique old barns. And Sandy was taking pictures of them to share with my sister-in-law, Jan, because she paints them and rolling meadows and pastures with meandering streams. This is the writer in me waxing poetic and lakes blending into the infinity of the horizon and sun-dappled mountains painted. And how many, we noticed all colors, Sandy, didn't we? A blue, gray, brown, and green, every different hue you could possibly imagine. They're all blending into a a sea of of, uh, cottony clouds and blue skies speckled with, we would watch hawks zooming through the air. I was also watching the road, but hawks would be, but if you look real close, they were chasing a little bird. They were looking for their supper, you know, and, and so were we. The circle uh, of life. That's exactly, you know, and I have a hard time with it. I know that happens, but I don't have to sit there and st- it's like watching a, a, a lion take down a baby gazelle. It's like, oh my God, you know, you don't have to sit there and watch it, but you know it's there. I'm not trying to deny it and I just integrate with it. But you know, we also viewed things like you know, the semis, uh, I forgot how they barrel down the highways, <laughs> swerve by you and your whole car kind of wiggles from them. And, and, then, and then we saw 
I guess what I'm trying to say, it's pretty dangerous out there, Alan. You know, not only is it oh, kind right. of you don't you don't commute, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's dangerous out there. You know, the roadkill. It kind of gives a new meaning to roadkill because there's things out there. We get distracted drivers texting. We saw that. We saw people who were. You know, I wonder is that guy how long is he not going to look down at his phone? And, um, and then the tailgating bullies, like especially in New York. Sorry, New Yorkers, but. Every car that came up real fast passed behind us, and I'm going, darn, Sandy, did you see that car? They'd pass us, and always a New York license plate as we were traveling the, <laughs> the, the, the length of, of New York uh, through past Erie and all that. Um, but then also, then, then, there, then there are these wonderful, ominous signs of, of uh, what they call it, warning, warning, drug activity on this highway. Darn, boy, 15 years not being on the highway, a lot of things have changed. Then there's the potential of what we read about hotel bed bugs, leering strangers in creepy bathrooms. You know, I enjoy people watching just like the name. I'm a writer. I've got to watch people. That's, that's the way you learn. But this vacation, when we stop for gas and at the rest stops, food courts or whatever you want to call them, I, I always go there, but I notice a lot of portly folks standing in line, 10 deep, eagerly waiting in line for fries, burgers, donuts, sugary frou-frou coffees, and conjuring up images of what we just talked about. Audrey and Little Shop of Horrors going, Seymour, feed me, I'm hungry. You know, they just walk up and put whatever in my mouth I want. I don't want to think about what I'm eating, just feed me, you know, and that's kind of, that's kind of what's going on here. But Alan, you know, it's clear we're a bee sickly bunch of Americans, and we're, you know what we're doing, we know the food makes us feel good, temporarily, but we're seeking these temporary moments of pleasure that kind of ease our fears and the happiness in, in this crazy world we live in. And I can understand that because I know that when I know that when I'm stressed out, Sandy and I both we'll both cop to this, when we're tired and stressed out, if there's any ice cream in the house, it's toast. We'll eat it. You know, it's gone. It'll be gone. Um, but you know, this dead crappy food that's so um, ubiquitous, it's actually manufactured, Alan, and we know this, to make us feel good for the moment because it opens up the opiate pathways and creates dopamine. Well, and food is now a science. <laughs> oh my God, much more. It, it's maniacal. It's madness, I tell you. We, 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 if we only knew how much research was done to make us eat all this crappy dead food. Now, if you, know, you have to excuse me for ever thinking that the American food supply is toxic, but it is, you know. And, and it makes a lot of people very rich. But, you know, if you're compassionately disciplined with your food choices and you love yourself enough and you know the outcome of eating good and bad food, traveling can be daunting unless, you know, you have a plan and have a, kind of have a strategy or something like that. So, and yes, vacations are definitely a, um, are for relaxing and getting away and breaking your habits and getting away from the routine because obviously you, you otherwise you're doing the same thing you're trying to get away from yeah, a little bit yeah exactly but you know it's okay to cheat because we always make that self-promise to ourselves to lose that five pounds after we get home and i understand that Wait, just just five pounds for you yeah well actually i did pretty good i was i ate a lot of food but i i, I my choices were clean we sent in i decided to eat very clean food you know, Sandy and I noticed that when we take a departure from our normal routines of eating to occasionally cheat like that, we've learned when we make those deals with ourselves and depart from our normal way of eating, we pay for it dearly later on. You know, I remember one time, this, we were, we, were in, we were in Brown County on our like second honeymoon, I think, wasn't it, honey? 
You can say yes. yes there we <laughs> I have a shy wife here. So anyway, full we, disclosure: we have a studio audience. Yes, we wives. do. <laughs> we get down there, and, and of course, vacation. You're like, oh, come on, let's cheat one more time. So we've been eating vegetarian and cleanly for probably eight or nine weeks at that point. So our body had already tried to change, you know. So we get to this. We we get to this Nashville, Indiana, and we pull in and go, okay, Cindy, one more cheeseburger, one more order of onion rings. We're on vacation, and then we'll just cheat one more time, and then we make and we made a pack with each other. And oh, it was so good, Alan. <gasps> just one last burger. I savored in every bite and chewed it thoroughly. And just <gasps> okay, so hello. I'm gonna have to say goodbye to you, old friend. So anyway, it was great. We walked up mile, paid our bills, walked up. We rented a cabin up in the hills, uh, where everything came complete. You've probably seen them before. Where all you need to do is bring a bag of groceries. So, so we unpack, and about 45 minutes later, we're quote unquote getting off on our food. You know. And I'm telling you, it was like the love theme to The Exorcist. And Sandy and I, oh, oh, we were so sick. That was like we'd eaten a rock. It was like so heavy in our gut. And that was, and I think we probably freaked out the barn animals that night. Cause it, was, it was awful. And the next day, of course, you know, we started feeling better. But that shows how your body, your beautiful holy temple, your earth suit, whatever you want to call it, gradually adjusts to the way you eat and says, oh, thank you, thank you. And so we reintroduced crappy food mm -hmm. and our body raised its ugly fist and, and let us know so so anyway I mean, have you had any experiences like that on the road I mean what we saw I mean it's hard to, to eat healthy on the road isn't it oh it's it's very difficult on on our trips I mean going through airports and you know, driving through you know the southern states oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's fried yes everything's in grease uh, <laughs> you start grease. sweating grease out of your pores yes, when indeed. you're done it's uh, it's yeah, it it's is. difficult to, to it's really difficult. eat well, although you know, down on the Gulf Coast, a lot of the seafood made up for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you just, there's ways you can eat healthy on the road, I'm oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Laura and I were talking about you know what we were going to talk about today, and you know, we started counting the places that we knew that we could stop and have oh, really? you know, have, have you know, sure. something you know, better than you know, a burger and fries mm -hmm. anyway. But you know, we, we know that you, know, you can get fresh vegetables and sandwiches at various places. Mm -hmm. We know that can. salads are out mm -hmm. there. Oh, yeah. Um, there are certain places we know, one in particular has a nice uh, veggie hummus wrap, if you can find them. But these places are so few and far between. Yeah, it is. I it's mean, getting McDonald's. a little easier. It's getting a little easier. I'm no, starting I mean, to McDonald's see. has their salads. Wendy's has their salads. So, I mean, you know, they, they are out there, but it's, nah, it's, it's still not. It's a trust <laughs> issue with me, Alan. It's simply a trust issue. Yeah, I guess there's so much deceit and deception and, and smoke and mirrors and that kind of stuff. It's really getting hard to muck through and find the truth in there. And, and is this company, is this stranger that I'm turning my health over to really care about my health? Yeah, it's exactly the same thing that we, you know, we talk about when, when you're going to the store to purchase food. You know, mm -hmm. If you're making your own food, and you're, or in this case, you're, you're bringing your own food with you, right. then you know what's in your food. Right. And you're not putting your trust in someone who probably does not have your best interest at heart. I would say they do not have your best <laughs> They want the health of their bottom line. Is what they're, but that's where choices come in. We always talk about choices. Well, yeah, everything is a choice. Everything's a choice. So you, we choose to be happy. We choose to be sick. We choose to be, eat good food. We choose to eat bad food. You know, we're the, we're the, actually the bad thing, the most unhealthy thing in the world in America is that is our choices. <laughs> That's what's causing our sickness. But there's a lot of mis you know misinformation. You're in the TV industry. You have been for many years, right? Yes. What does the term programming connote to you? Programming means something that is uh, it's it's predetermined, and you know, the outcome is predetermined, sure. and and all the steps that it takes to to get to that predetermined mm -hmm. outcome. 
Right. And to, well, to get you to be your brain to be programmed to through repetitive, you know, exposures. Sure. And that's because I mean, I mean, you see on TV every oh, it's in a commercial over and over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, I mean, in my case, you know, the, the outcome is you know how a show would would come out. Right. Exactly. But programming also connotes you know where you take your commercial breaks and right. and you know how long the show is going to mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's a spe specific outcome in mind when you're talking about programming. And clearly, we're you know, food has has us programmed in a different way. Absolutely. Have you heard the expression? I think I heard this in studio one day. TV was basically invented to sell Tide. I have not. I mean, I've heard not more that that's true. Me. I don't know who said that, but uh, it was invented you know, to uh, sell Tide and to program. In my cynical, <laughs> cynical um, impression is that they're programming our preferences for eating by giving us repeated exposures and saying this is what you should eat. This is what, and that's how we learn. How we learn. In school, by repeating something over and over and over. A, B, C, D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get programmed. So, does art imitate life, or does Im life imitate art on TV? You know, I, and so are are we being trained to eat certain foods? Because I kind of think we are, Alan. I, I I don't. I think I have a lot of people who who have who have the clarity now uh, have awakened to see that that anything you see on national TV right now on that's marketed is not going to be that good for you. There's not too many people, the small time companies who are making healthy food don't have the big money to advertise on big TV, but when they get bought out like Blue or, or uh, those kind candy bars mm -hmm. or, or uh, what's that thing, honey, what's that? Laura bars and all those things. Uh, things that originally once were very healthy have now been bought out by huge corporations and they instantly start alternating ingredients because I know you're trained to like that name and you're gonna reach and grab for it because we know we don't eat, read labels, you know. Well, and they're looking for things that don't cost as much and so they can improve their bottom line. Mm -hmm. So if they can cheap out on certain ingredients mm -hmm. or add something that makes it you know, last longer, for mm -hmm. instance, or yeah. you know, taste a little sweeter, make you want to want that just a little bit more, mm -hmm. they're going to put that in oh, there because it, it's better for their bottom line. Oh, heck yes. Even though you've come to understand it as something that had started out healthy, mm -hmm. it, when the corporations get involved, oh. it almost inevitably yeah. changes that. Yeah. Boca Burgers was the first one who I know. It's like, I, I, excuse me, I think it was Philip Morris, I may be wrong, bought out Boca Burgers. And then instantly they changed the whole form. They went to non GM or to GMO everything. And people aren't really, you know, I'll eat soy. I just won't eat GMO soy. But Now, there are corporations who also pride <coughs> themselves on avoiding that sort of Aldi's, for instance, everything in their stores. You know, the the chicken that they sell is mm. you know, not exposed to hormones yeah. and antibiotics and all of those things. So they're becoming aware. So of they're that. Be they're becoming aware. That's there, good. but it's because it's they good. know that we're becoming more aware. Exactly. And they want to make sure that they oh, jump yeah. on that bandwagon. Oh, I know. And yeah, now you, I remember I got a I almost got fired from a newspaper one time going off on the high fructose corn syrup. I got nasty letters. So did the paper from. Um, the Corn Refiner Association in Washington sending me letters saying, oh, you got to stop doing this. Said, Wait a minute. Then I quoted them. I said, well, I've got science right here. You're saying it's good. Well, I got science right here. You know, so there's a lot of, there's more money spent on disinformation than there is on informing us of, but you know, when corn and soy are subsidized, that's why we see it and everything. That's why it's so ubiquitous. They say high fructose corn syrup is cheaper to use in an industrial environment than water. Really? They've made it so inexpensive. That's, that's pretty, that's, why, that's scary. It's scary. That's why I see soy protein isolate is one of the main ingredients in all the energy bars now. 
And that's like eating a chunk of soy that's the size of this coffee table. They, <laughs> you know, you can't see it, but the coffee table's about two by two. It's, <laughs> it's regardless, <laughs> it's too much, you know. The exposures we have, you know, if you want to continue to eat crap, eat it crap. You know, I mean, that's just the way I can't tell people not to eat what they're eating. I think what our show is about is leading people to the water and letting them know that, hey, you know, this is going to make you sick. If you well, want to continue eating, totally up to you. We're trying to change the programming. Well, exactly. We're trying to deprogram because that programming goes deep, Alan. We're talking cellular memory. Yeah, I mean, you know, how come we can smell something from mom that mom cooked for us in the kitchen when we were small kids? Because we remember that memory and that brings, it's like eating good times. It's eating good memories is kind of what it's about. And, and we're exactly. kind of locked into that. And that's why we respond so much to like grilled meats and oh, 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 oh. you know we, exactly right. we're the primal you know we go og and grog when you know at the dawn of time discovered fire and realized they could spit roast things and uh but now in america you know it's gotten to the point where you know we you know if we can if we can outrun it and kill it and skin it and we'll cook it and eat it yeah, so what now when you're on the road then you have to be aware of that programming and Yes. And, and know what it is that is, you know, again, what, what it is that you put in your mouth. I mean, mm -hmm. if you, you're driving by and you see those golden arches, you need to know, <laughs> okay, well, if I'm going to pull in there, I mean, an what, what am I going to find and is it what I want? Yeah, exactly. uh, if, if you see the, the smiling redhead on the sign, is, am I going to find <laughs> what I want? <laughs> Yeah, or or whatever your favorite place is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, know, you, you name the place. Lilting mascots luring yeah, yeah, you to your some place that has a mascot. It's probably mm -hmm. not the. But you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, I I I want you know, I I think sometimes that I I can't understand how people can make food that they know is hurting people and, and making them less than what they could be and actually know what they're doing and actually enjoy making a profit from it. But you know, that's, that's the thing though. All of these things that are out there being sold to us that we know are unhealthy, there are versions of that that yes. you can find or, or make that are <coughs> so much Absolutely. better for you if you would just go back and build it from the ground up. I agree, yep. And right. sometimes it's hard, and sometimes it, some people make it easy, like a subway. I guess you could pretty much dictate what goes on your sub there, but at Mickey D's, I think you're pretty much stuck. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's no not much you can do to, to, to alter those fresh vegetables. Yeah, I mean, well, fresh vegetables are fresh. I mean, now you, know, you look at how they're grown in the pesticides, and that's another story. GMO, yeah. But I mean, if you're looking at fresh vegetables versus something that's coming out of a vat. Exactly. So which which choice would you rather exactly, make? Exactly, exactly. Like some cackling alchemist dancing around that he made something that he you know that God could make, you know. You'll never we'll never outgraft the hand of God. To think that we can create an apple that better than creation did is it, it, silly. I mean, it's just crazy. God looks down and weeps, I mean, at, at, at our arrogance. Then somebody will say, Well, God also gave us the knowledge to, to do this stuff. No, that's your false hubris making you do that. We can't improve on nature. That's our apothecary. That's where we, what Hippocrates say, 400 BC, let food be thy medicine, let medicine be thy food. But the Rockefellers had other ideas. <laughs> so but even when you're at the convenience store on the road, you can look and see all of the, the things in packages. Mm -hmm. But if you look carefully over to the side, there's also fresh fruit. Yeah, I think we noticed that on our trip, didn't we? We did. There were apples and bananas and oranges. Now that's the trilogy, obviously, but at least they're there. If you had a donut right in front of you and a banana, 
I, I kind of imagine the donut would get first choice. In our society, that's just the way we think. Well, but that's what what we're hoping to maybe change people's minds about. The, well, we the donut's so. not not your best. I mean, yes, it's a tasty choice. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get me wrong. I fight that fight at work oh. regularly. Oh yeah, there's a big boxes. We, we have them. lots of donuts. I've seen those work. mountains the mountains of donuts that somebody brings in. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I, I work with folks who who bring in donuts just about every day yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it's uh, hard. It's hard. And to, to skip that, yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah. But it's a matter of making that conscious mm-hmm. choice. Exactly. And then sticking to it. If if you can. <laughs> well, I mean, but no, it, it, I think the more consistent you are, that the more you make say no, it gets easier each time to say well, no that, again. That's exactly and right. Again, and then you begin, then it becomes a pattern and a ritual. And then you start feeling good. And you discover that ever level, a level of feel good that people tell me they feel. Even the girls in the studio couple of them that we know would come up and say, you know, I've been eating this way for a while, and I feel lighter. When they get a taste of that good feeling that they'll have more every day, and they find their brain working better, and their skin glowing better from avoiding this food, then they get it. Then they then it, then it becomes, hey, I like this. You know, it was like me when I had 300 pounds of weight on me, you know. When I finally got skinny, I never wanted to go back down that road again. I liked the way I felt and looked. Well, and the, and the thing is that choices become habits. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And it's our habits that make or break us, especially when it comes to what we eat. Mm-hmm. Um, since that, that's our focus, I mean, when it comes to exercise, what we eat, how we think, mm-hmm. um, you know, just our, our general outlook in life. If you exactly. wake up every morning and you make it a habit to say, you know, today's going to be a great day. Oh, um, yes. I'm going to be more loving today. Ellen, we've uh, talked about this before, and I tell you, I, I, this needs to be repeated all the time. You, what you're saying is so true. You choose every day how your day is going to roll. Your son. Yeah. Well, illustrated that to you one day. Sure. I mean, and, and I can tell the story again. When, yeah, no, you know, share with him. We've, we've uh, told this, but it bears repeating. Yeah, he, he was having a tough time with how his day had been going and it just, you know, the, the turmoil in his, his 10-year-old brain. 10 years. <laughs> and he was, you know, just having a tough time. And you know, I, I suggested to him, okay, well, when you wake up in the morning, just before you even get out of bed, before you throw the covers off, just tell yourself, today is going to be a great day. That's right. Then get started. Yeah. Uh, picked him up after school that next day. I said, so how was your day? He said, I had a great day. <laughs> everything. You, you were creating a reality with our thoughts. We become our thoughts. Everything become. We are creating constantly. It's, be, it's so true, Alan. It's so true. Good for your son to notice that. that uh, I, I have so much faith in these millennial kids growing up. I think they're going to save the world from our from ourselves, save us from ourselves. But we have to teach them what those choices are that will eventually become their habits. Exactly. So you know, when we're taking them on vacation, we can't just default and go, "Hey, let's go get a burger." Because you're uh, telling them it's okay. Yeah. Let, let's you know. Here, would you like would you like the chicken nuggets or the cheeseburger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not the choice that we want to be, you know, presented exactly. to them. Exactly. Yeah. But you're the models. You're the model. You're their first teachers. Parents are, you know. And, and even when things are not in the ordinary, when you're on vacation, you know, it's, it's, you know, you you find yourself in something of a different circumstance than yeah. you do in your daily life. But yes, you can, you know, make the occasional exception to, you know, maybe I'll have a scoop of ice cream. That's great. Um, or well, for me, that's that's not out of the ordinary. I'm working on that. <laughs> and you're doing a great job, Alan. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, it, to be able to 
have that one thing to say, that's my vice. I, okay, ice cream is my vice. I admit it, handheld sure. and high, I sure. guess, that's me. Mm-hmm. But if you also make the habit of getting that extra helping of vegetables. That's exactly what you need, balance. And avoiding the things mm-hmm. that you, you, you know, the things that we've, we've talked about that are not good for you. Reading your labels when you shop at the store. If you make those things your habits, um, you know, it starts with, as you said, making the choice to do so. Mm-hmm. But the more you do it, then it becomes a habit. Loving yourself enough to end the suffering. Well, this Absolutely. is self-love. This is self-love. It's about caring about yourself. We make deals. We're human. We're going to make deals with ourselves. You know, like Santa and I made the deal not to bring anything tempting home because we know we're human. We're weak. I will be the first one to put my hand up and say, like you, I will eat it if it's in the house. But we made a deal to just not bring it home. And that's kind of worked with us for a while. I think it's been successful. And then we'll whoops once in a while. Like yesterday, all the kids came over and we had birthday parties and we had strawberry shortcake and we decided to use uh, strawberry or ice cream. Mm-hmm. And of course, usually we give the ice cream to the kids and say, please take this home. We, cause it'll, <laughs> well, <laughs> we forgot to give it to them. So last night I look at Cindy and I winked at her and said, how many scoops do you want? <laughs> you know, so yeah, we're human for goodness sake. But then you also have to make the next choice of, okay, next time we're at the store, we've had it in our house now, it's not going to become the habit. Yeah. The choice is going to be to go back to the way things yeah, exactly. are that you know yeah. that work. Right the ship. So, it, it, so you've made the choice, I'm going to deviate from the norm, mm-hmm. but this is, not, this is the exception, not exactly. the rule. And then we know what to do. We, like last night before we went to bed, we, every night we have that turmeric tea that has apple cider vinegar and raw honey. Three things that definitely alkalize your body. We just made it more acid with the ice cream by putting sugar in our body. Our pH went acidic. And that's just to be expected. That's just science. And when you're acidic, as you know, acid disease loves an acid environment. Cancer, viruses, bacteria, all sorts of things. They thrive in an acid environment. So what we do, we had that tea last night, which neutralized. Then this morning, we've talked about this on the show before. Um, we do the, we, we cut a lemon in half. She takes one and I take the other half. We squeeze it in a little juicer and then we take that water and we put, or that lemon juice, and we put it in like an eight ounce cup. Then I will put a quarter of a teaspoon of baking soda, which is alkaline. Lemon also will turn alkaline in your system. Then we add just not hot, but just warm water. And that's the way we start our day every day, regardless of whether we cheated the day before or not. But that way we are constantly getting, keeping our body in that alkaline state of, uh, let's say, 6.0 to 7.2 or something like that. The numbers may not mean much until you get it and get litmus paper, but but at least we know what to do to right the ship the next day. So cheating, if you keep an 80% alkaline to a 20% acid diet, they say, it's okay. So just as long as you don't make your diet, your diet predominantly acid. That's what's going on in America right now. And again, it's the matter of what's the rule and what's the exception. Exactly. And, and if, like they say in that movie, Indiana Jones, choose wisely, my friend, because the outcome is you're going to have to live with it. And so when you took your trip, how did you, mm-hmm. you know, what did you take with you? How did, oh, how did you avoid all the, the, the mines out there in the minefield? Well, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, it's, believe it, it's Dan. It gives new meaning to roadkill, I think. Oh, um, <laughs> Bob's Roadkill Cafe. Bob's Roadkill Cafe. We, we kind of, yeah, there's some restaurant names we saw, but we better not go into that. Weird names. What we do, as you know, when you fly, you get dehydrated. Sure. Just kind of natural. I guess it's the environment. And sometimes you, you eat all the food, and by the time you get to where you're going to go, 
you're, you're irritable, you're, you know, you're bitchy, and you're dehydrated, and you're <laughs> exhausted, and what a way to start your vacation. Hey, you know, let's, let's crash for two days. And, but as a rule, on the road, we try to avoid any processed food, because generally speaking, processed food is really hard to digest, and therein lies the beginning of the problem. Uh, and if your food is, the food that the universe made, God made for us, is always easily digestible. Your body doesn't have to struggle because it was designed to eat carbon-based food. You know, it's your body chemistry understands the language of these things. Your DNA does. Your cells understand this. So, but we try to stay away from the fizzy sodas because we know that the phosphates in there are going to break down our, our leach calcium from our uh, joints. Not to mention the acidity. And the absolutely and the acidity. And usually they're all sweetened with something, you know, high fructose corn syrup and, and this kind. And then we stay away from things like donuts and we, we don't eat fried animal parts <laughs> <laughs> or burgers and fries. Instead, what we do, we plan ahead. And there's lots of things you can get that, you know, we packed up things like uh, we wanted to stay alert and energetic, you know, so we would enjoy ourselves. You know, we didn't want to be diminished when we got there. So when our packaged food runs out, which would be almond butter. We packed cashews. We, we took plenty of fresh fruit. We took some fresh vegetables. What else did we take, honey? Can you remember? <clears throat> well, water, um, um, fresh fruits, and uh, nuts mostly. So, but when that stuff runs out, we've learned that if you got to Google anywhere, almost every major exit, there's some grocery store there. Mm -hmm. So we, every city has them. So we go in there and we marched over to the produce department and we get things like, um, well, hummus. We, the, the deli has hummus, uh, or we bought half of it. This is one of our best meals on the road. We got an avocado, mm -hmm. and I cut it in half, and I, I packed a little knife with us so I could you know, cut apples up and things like that because one of us is driving and can't be. So we, we took the stone out of the, out of the avocado, and I took a knife and kind of held the avocado in my hand like an oyster, for example, and I took my knife and cut it in little squares, and then we just ate it right out of the shell. It was delicious. I had a little Himalayan salt we packed with us, so eating an avocado, that was kind of fun. Was, and then we bought some... Well, you know, you've heard of the walking taco. This is the walking guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, it, was, it was heavenly. Oh, my God, it was wonderful. And, and that way, we didn't feel that way. What we also do, there's salsa. You get salsa, uh, hummus, uh, sugar-free juices, veggie sticks. Almond butter is a good one. We took a loaf of Ezekiel bread with us. And no, we got, some, we got some good crackers, I think, from... Um, there's a couple, like you said, there's always an alternative on the shelf from Ritz and Nabisco and all that stuff. Just look to the left of it or down below and there's going to be another brand that doesn't have all the extra snark in it and the chemicals and things like that. So it's about doing the best you can. You know, there's no perfection, but we just do that. But we've, you know, we, we, we found, you know, oh, water, uh, bottled water. Kombucha was fun to drink on the trip, you know, because that keeps your, your body microbes in good balance and you keep hydrated and I keep hearing about kombucha I've never tried it oh, I'm, going, I'm going to have to try that one we day. got a guy coming on the show who's going to come on pretty soon who makes it here locally and bottles it and sells it in mass and he's it's in all the grocery stores now and you know we're talking this goes back hundreds of fermented food oh, goes back to the beginning of time I mean, every culture has its every culture food. And, and, that, that, and, and because we don't have a lot of it in America, it's not really encouraged. The only culture food they show us is yogurt with sugary fruit in the bottom, which is crazy, and I can't begin to tell you in how many ways. But kombucha, to me, is, is the best, the cleanest delivery system for probiotics that you can have because it doesn't come in a dairy delivery system with sugars and that kind of thing because basically sugar is feeding what you're trying to kill. You're trying to outnumber the bad bacteria by replacing with good bacteria, and that's why kombucha is so... So many varieties of flavors now. 
Um, but, but you do it on an empty tummy because your, your stomach's an acid pump. Mm -hmm. So even the thought or chewing gum, your body goes into, okay, Bill, let's start creating acid. Yeah, as, soon, as soon as you start to masticate Ex or chew, exactly. the chemicals in the brain go, oh, we're eating. Exactly. Now, the, the, your whole beautiful system, your body intelligence takes off. So that's why I suggest doing that lemon water and or kombucha on an empty tummy because there's not a lot of acid in there right now because you're drinking a, something that's actually living and alive. So when you put those microbes in your belly and there's hydrochloric acid, shoof, not too many are going to make it through the, the acid barrier and get into your upper intestines where you really need to do it. So that's why I always drink kombucha on an empty tummy. Um, it's delicious. If you've never tried one, I'll get one for the next show. I'll bring one. We'll do a, a kombucha testing sure. thing. It's, it's actually I'm quite game. delicious. You'll think you're drinking a fizzy, a fizzy cola. It just <laughs> has the fizziness to it. It's really not that um, foreign to our taste buds. I think it's just the f people, they fear something new. And so they, they, the fear of their fear keeps them from trying something that can actually change their life. Well, and, and that, that's the, the biggest thing for a lot of people in just changing their diet to turn to something more plant-based. That's what it's all they, about. They, they know things where meat is the feature and veggies is the side. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I know that you're pretty much you know, strictly vegetarian, nearly vegan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, and we're, we're advocating a plant-based diet. Sure. For me, it's plant-based, but not plant-exclusive. That's perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. There's certain people that have to eat meat, Alan. Not all of us can be a vegetarian. It just worked for us. Yeah, well, for me, you know, I come from a, a Chinese background, being part of my family, and in the Chinese culture, meat is a flavoring. It yes, is a not con exactly like the Mediterranean. Not, not like you see at your Chinese buffet mm -hmm. or your local Chinese restaurant, no. where <laughs> you have a whole pan full of meat with a couple of vegetables tossed in there. That's not Chinese food. Chinese food is all the vegetables with a little bit of meat in there exactly. as a flavoring. Mm -hmm. Exactly, like the Mediterranean diet, the same way in America. We've been told more is better. That seems to mind, you know, the, everything they advertise, eat supersized portions. They want us to eat meat for breakfast. They want us to eat meat for lunch. They want us to eat meat for dinner. And our bodies, Alan, we only got two canine teeth here. We're omnivorous. Yes, we're supposed to eat meat, as you said, but the vast majority of our diet should be from Earth. God's apothecary. God knew exactly and does today know exactly whoever your God is, folks out there knows exactly what we need to be eating in order to become the best versions of ourself. Do you think God created us to be sick and unhealthy and miserable? Absolutely not. When we eat, we were made to feed our spirit as much as we were to feed our body. And if you are putting the junk in your body, you are not feeding your spirit. You're just adding chemicals right. to the mix that weren't supposed to be there in the first exactly. place. Exactly. W would you drink water from a river that is downstream from any sort of plant <laughs> that's pouring toxicity exactly. into it. No, yeah. you would not. No, exactly. But we're doing this in our diet regularly. Yeah, we're poisoning our body. Our holy temple is being compromised. We were created in God's image. We were created perfect. I don't think that the God, you know, if that's what your God, if that's what you believe in, perhaps y'all need to get a new God. Because <laughs> something, not right. your body's a holy temple. I think we've talked before. I've had people come up to me and say their connectivity to the all that is is much clearer once they start treating their holy temple, their satellite dish to divinity, 
with the respect and love that I think our Creator expected us. We invite Christ into our heart, for goodness sake. And yet, while we're eating fried chicken and dumplings and everything cooked in pork fat, while we're trashing the very vessel we're inviting Christ into, lots of irony. We treat our heart like a rock star creates a hotel room. And then we raise our angry fist and go, oh, it's genes! Genes! Is my dad had heart disease, and now that's why I've got heart disease. Bullpucky. <laughs> well, science has shown that your genes don't play as large a factor You're into absolutely right. the disease in your your family and your 2%. life as mm -hmm. as you might think exactly. it's, it's your it's your diet it's exactly. your habits right and if you make those habits the way that you're being pushed to by whoever it is the corporations the advertising mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. whatever it is the the culture the the history that has been detoured from the path that we were meant to be on right. then you're going to end up looking at life through oh. fog exactly exactly a plant-based diet on the other hand is the wind that cleans your window of the reality you're really supposed to be seeing. You start seeing things so differently. Everything is more joyous. Everything about, Sandy will tell you, well, you know, well, she's changed so much, my wife, from the way we've been eating. That, I mean, if you saw her, you know, 30 years ago and saw me 30 years ago, you'd be like, wow. Well, I've seen the pictures. Oh, now we're like, now we're healthy, we're vibrant, we have energy, we, we do things, but we do too much sometimes and suffer for it later. That's because we're getting older. <laughs> but the benefits, so out there and, 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 and people, I just want to sh jump on the top of the hill and scream. But you know the best thing I can do is just you and I is be models. We can't change people, Alan. It's not our job to change people. It's our job to model behavior, to, to be the change through how we live our lives. Well, and that's what we're here for, to, to wrap this up. You know, we, we want to send the message that we love you. Oh, and, and you should, bottom of our you hearts. You should love yourself enough to start thinking about, you know, what am I doing to myself? Is, is this really what I want? And my family, the ripples, the, the actions from that you, I've ladies come up to me and, oh, my crazy husband, I, he's just so bullheaded. He won't stop eating. He's got colon cancer, yet he keeps demanding. And she pounds her fist. <laughs> His meat and potatoes, what can you do? I tell her, just love him with all your heart. You know, that's all you can do. You're not going to change. You can't turn a, a, this, this glass right here into a flower. You know, you've got to accept the isness of what it is and just don't kill yourself over it. If you, you judge a, a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it's going to think that it's yeah. a terrible fish, yeah. but that's, that's not what fish are for. Exactly. I totally understand. But we just love you folks. We just want to realize that you, know, you control your destiny. You are the architect of your own health. There's an inner healer in each one of us, and the plant-based diet that God set forth to us is the one that will free you and allow you to tap into the truths that Christ, Buddha, all the ascended masters said would make you free. But and we can't get there on a broken vessel. And whether you're at home or you're on the road, True. there is a way to do this, to be conscious, to be aware of what you're doing. Right. So just take one step. Whatever your, your step yeah. is, saying, I'll take the one without sugar. I'll, exactly. You know, exactly. No. Little things like that mount up. We just want people to wake up. You're a sound asleep. <laughs> Wake up. We're putting an end to the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it is real, Alan. We see, I see it every day. The zombie apocalypse is here, and, and you know, I don't want to become part of it. We, we love you folks. We want better for you. We, we want you to want better for yourselves. So take the opportunity. Think about what you're doing. Be the miracle that you are so that you can live right now. We sincerely hope you like what you heard and you'll look for us on iTunes and Stitcher. Maybe even leave a comment for us and join us next time as we talk about ways that you can live right now.